Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, January 24th, 5.40 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. March corn futures up four and a half at 6.70 and three quarters. March soybeans up six and three quarters at 14.97. March Chicago wheat up four and a quarter at 7.24 and a quarter. March Kansas City wheat up eight and a half at 8.27 and a half. March spring wheat up nine and three quarters at 8.97 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Ratings and reviews, very much welcome. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, subscribe, like, comment. All of that stuff will help YouTube to help me to grow this channel. Appreciate it, as always. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather information, tons of educational stuff. My daily subscriber-only video are part of this deal. Yesterday, I did a big chart dump, uh, everything from economic indicators to energies, interest rates, new crop grains, um, kind of explain my thoughts on, on a number of these items. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, new stuff every single business day, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time, no other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. Got a little bit of a rebound in the markets here this morning following yesterday's sell-off. I think the action in the soybean meal market in particular is of interest. So a lot of what's been happening in the soybean complex has to do with Argentina, uh, the drought that they've had there. But they caught some rains over the weekend, and they've got a wet forecast moving forward. And for that reason, I think the meal market in particular, along with the soy complex, started yesterday's session um, you know, sharply lower. We were sharply lower at one point in time. The market bounced back um, late in the day yesterday and finished with just some marginal losses. And now we've got a rally going this morning. I think the meal market is a good way to gauge attitudes regarding Argentina, given that Argentina is the world's top exporter of soybean meal. So you've got a rally going today. If you're friendly to these markets, you'd like to see this thing hold uh, throughout the day today. Uh, the forecast still looks wet to me, depending on the model. Maybe you've got some differences versus yesterday. But uh, you want to see these gains hold throughout the day today would be my, my general thought if you're friendly to these markets. The U.S. Uh, believes that China is assisting Russia with its war effort in Ukraine. Bloomberg reporting this morning, citing anonymous sources, that the Biden administration has confronted China with evidence that its state-owned companies are providing Russia with non-lethal military and economic assistance. Uh, the sources indicated that the alleged aid stops a little bit short of sanction evasion. The U.S. has reportedly warned China about the implications of supplying Russia with any sort of support for the war. Uh, to this point, China's President Xi and the Chinese government, they've generally avoided criticizing Russia in regard to the war. They've also uh, offered to play a role in peace talks. So they haven't criticized Russia. They're not really taking sides here. But uh, this is kind of an interesting deal. You know, the last thing we really need in regard to grain demand in particular would be some sort of conflict uh, with China. We, we all know what happens when we get into a trade war with China. The U.S. National Security Council, the CIA, and the Chinese embassy in Washington uh, all declined to comment on this matter, but uh, this is something we need to pay attention to, certainly. China, of course, being a huge importer of so many agricultural commodities. 
Goldman Sachs continues to call for sharply higher commodity prices in 2023. They're still beating the drum here. Uh, when Goldman talks, people listen. It's important still. I don't think these predictions typically are any better or worse than predictions from elsewhere. Goldman has some really specific forecasts in regard to returns. They think that the Goldman Index, their forecast for the Goldman Sachs Commodity Index, it's going to return 9.9% over the next three months, 17.3% over the next six months, and 31.2% in a 12-month period. Goldman said this in a research note. Oil markets are not pricing in the expected uplift in demand combined with the downturn and rush of production. China's reopening is a game changer. They went on to say this. Commodities like crude oil, refined petroleum products, LNG, and soybeans are particularly set to benefit from China's demand tailwind. The Goldman Index is up 1.5% or 1.4% so far this year. When you look at it short term, they're fighting the trend here. Uh, so you had your peak in the Goldman Index. That's what's on my screen here, the Goldman Index. Uh, back in March when Russia invaded Ukraine, you had kind of a secondary high in June. And we've really trended lower since. So they're they're fighting a bear market here. Now you pull this chart back a little bit further and you go back to the COVID low. Yeah, we're still way above those sort of levels. And you can maybe even make the argument that this isn't a bad looking chart and that this is kind of a friendly chart, bigger picture. So Goldman uh, sticking to its guns here. Are they talking their book? I don't know. Again, I don't know if their predictions are any better than anybody else's, but uh, interesting stuff. The U.S. and Mexico are far apart in regard to Mexico's planned ban of U.S. GMO corn. I still think it's very, very far-fetched that Mexico is going to be able to um, um, cover its corn needs with um, non-GMO sources. But in any case, this stuff continues to swirl. And the U.S. Trade Rep's office commented on it yesterday. Uh, the U.S. Uh, Trade Rep's office said this in a statement. Mexico's proposed approach, which is not grounded in science, still threatens to disrupt billions of dollars in bilateral agricultural trade, cause serious economic harm to U.S. farmers and Mexican livestock producers. Uh, so farmers in the U.S., farm groups more uh, specifically, are concerned that the U.S. could lose one of its biggest uh, export markets for corn. AP estimates that Mexico buys near $3 billion in U.S. corn annually. The better way to gauge it would be in bushels. It's like 600 million bushels a year, something along those lines. Uh, Mexico continues to cite health concerns. The U.S. says that a ban would violate the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement or the USMCA. Uh, it was reported like a month ago that Mexico would push the ban back to 2025 from 2024 previously. So this is still kind of uh, a wild card here moving forward. I guess. U.S. corn shipments soft again last week. 29 million bushels of corn inspected for export in the week ending January 19th. That print was down 7% from the prior week and down 39% from the from the uh, same week last year. So these green bars on my screen here, this is like your first three weeks of the calendar year. And you can see this year we're way below where we were last year and, and even further below where we were two years ago. Accumulated corn shipments for the current marketing year are down 30% versus the same period last year. Accumulated sales down 4 47%. USDA projects the corn exports will decline by only 22% this year. So USDA probably has to come down even further uh, with their corn export number. Soybean shipments were good at 1.8 million. That's about 66 million bushels. That was actually above the same week last year. Wheat shipments uh, kind of soft, but as expected, uh, about 12 million bushels. 
Brazilian crop estimates are falling slightly. Well-followed private group Ag Rural estimated the country's soybean crop at 152.9 million metric tons, down from 153.6 previously. The prior record of 139.5 was harvested uh, two years ago. So even with this downward reduction, they're still talking a crop that will exceed the previous record by almost 10%. They also reduced their corn production estimate, 123.9 in total for Brazil, 124.3 was their previous uh, number. The prior record was harvested last year. That was 116. So even with the downward revision in corn, they're still talking a record crop to the tune of about 7% uh, versus the previous record. I didn't see the report. I'd assume that these downward revisions have something to do with drought in the southern parts of the country. Agrural estimated that the uh, soybean crop in Brazil was 1.8% harvested through as Thursday versus 4.7 the same week last year. Uh, the rains have been a double-edged sword. They've caused some uh, minor harvest delays, but overall a good thing for the crop. USDA reported a soybean uh, flash sale yesterday. U.S. exporters sold about 7 million bushels of soybeans to unknown destinations for delivery during the current marketing year. We've seen a total of seven soybean flash sales so far reported uh, since the beginning of the year. None of them were large. The biggest one was uh, 8 million bushels uh, back on January 20th. The cattle market was higher yesterday. Uh, the feeder cattle market was higher. We'll see how feeder cattle in particular react to this uh, marginally higher corn trade here this morning. That cattle on feed report last week was uh, mostly neutral. U.S. dollars a little bit lower. The S&P is down nine points ahead of the cash open. The Dow Jones down about 80. Gold's up 10 bucks. Crude oil up 33 cents in the March WTI at 81.95. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you Wednesday.